Hello dear listener and welcome to Spiritual Balance podcast. My name is Joy and I'm also the author of the book Spiritual Balance. Through this podcast I'm bringing you the content of my book and each episode will cover a new chapter or subtopic. I hope you will like it. In our previous episode we looked at the word of God and fasting as practices of strengthening your spiritual body. Today we shall look at having a firm stand of faith, fellowshipping with the saints, true worship and serving God as also other practices of strengthening your spiritual body. Let us stand with a start with a firm stand of faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. You need to see with the eyes of faith. Whatever you desire, believe your heart in your heart that it's possible then trust in God for the desire to be established if your desires are not registered in your mind and eyes it becomes almost difficult for you to achieve them you can only receive what you see you cannot please God without faith God assures you in his word that there is nothing impossible with him when you trust in God and his word and seek him for anything he will give it to you Doubt means you have no trust. Anyone that doubts shall never receive anything from God. Manifestations only come when you believe. It is only your faith that will take you to another level. You are to blame for where you are. God is ready to lift you to the next level if only you believe that it's possible and trust in him. James 1:6 to 8 says, "But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. The wisdom of men will limit you. Your faith should not be based on the wisdom of men but God. What is impossible with men is possible with God. If you need your own house, car or anything else, you need not to have millions of shillings on your account. It can happen without the availability of cash in your hands only if you believe and trust in God. The word of God says in 1 Corinthians 2:5, I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom but in the power of God. You receive faith when you read the word of God often. From the word of God you will get God's promises for you, his prophecies and principles that you need to practice for you to enjoy his goodness. You will also learn of the giants of faith from the Bible, what they did and how God showed himself faithful in their lives. You need to read the word of God, do what it says, Pray with the scriptures and declare the word of God in your situations and your faith will rise. It is through faith that you can overcome your battles. Without faith in God, the enemy will have all the opportunity to turn you left, right and center. Ephesians 6:16 says, "In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one." Your faith is tested through the challenges you go through. You need to be strong in faith so that you can stand otherwise the enemy will defeat you. The word of God says in 1 Corinthians 16:13, "Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, and be strong." 
The next practice is fellowshipping with the saints. A true believer should fellowship together with other true believers. The main goal of the fellowship is to share and learn from one another. When you fellowship with non-believers, you will make no progress in your spiritual work. They might end up dragging you away from the true faith and hence corrupt your character. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? You need to choose your friends wisely and join the fellowship of true believers where your life will be influenced and empowered by others positively. When true believers gather together, God comes to dwell in their midst. Where God is, prayers will be answered. Healing and deliverance are guaranteed. And the word of God shared in such a fellowships changes lives. Not all churches' fellowships are true. Attend fellowship of the saints. These are people who seriously believe in God and they are ready to be taught they follow the right instructions and teachings and have surrendered to the Holy Spirit of God to teach, guide, lead, and instruct them. In the fellowship, you attend a true fellowship of saints. God only dwells amid true saints. Matthew 18:20 says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I with them. When you meet as true believers, you encourage each other and build up one another. Every one of us is gifted in various ways. When you serve each other with your gifts, you grow together. Other than encouraging each other, you can carry one another's burden. Carrying each other's burdens is a sign of love, and this is what God wants to see among his children. In such a fellowship, God uses you to be a blessing to others. When you bless others in your midst, you do so for God, and he will reward you. Hebrews 6.10 says, For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. As you fellowship together, do not be quick to condemn and judge. Only God is allowed to judge for he looks at our hearts and not actions. When one of you goes astray, you need to correct him or her with love, knowing that you are flesh and blood and any time you can also find yourself in sin. When you sin, be free to confess your sins and seek forgiveness. None of us can claim never to have sinned. If it had not been of God's mercy and compassion, we could all have been destroyed. Show mercy and you shall receive mercy. Learn to forgive because the essence of the new covenant we are operating under now is grace and forgiveness. When you ask Jesus for forgiveness, he is more than willing to forgive you. When your brethren ask you for your forgiveness, you should also be willing to forgive so that Jesus Christ also forgives you in return. Galatians 6 1 says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. The next practice is true worship. God is looking for true worshipers. True worship is about loving God and praying to God from deep down your heart. 
When you worship, God looks at your heart to know if you mean what you're saying. When you engage your mouth and lips in singing and praying to God, yet your mind is far away, that is not true worship. True worship strengthens your intimacy with God. Apart from worshiping together in church or fellowship, your one on one moment with God is very powerful and it strengthens your spiritual body. John 4:23 says, "Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks." The next practice is serving God. God's will for you as a believer is to love him, obey his commandments and serve him. You cannot claim to love God yet you have no good relationship with others. Loving God starts with loving others and then serving them using the gifts he has given you. When you serve others, you serve God. When serving others, you need to do it willingly, wholeheartedly, and cheerfully for you to get a reward from God. First Chronicles 28:9 says, "And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God your father, and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind for the lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought if you seek him he will be found by you but if you forsake him he will reject you forever god is faithful and loving he has done wonderful things in your life regardless of the sins you have committed if it were not for his mercies and compassion you would have been destroyed you need to thank him back by loving him He has blessed you to give love back to him. 1 Samuel 20:12-24 says, "But be sure to fear the Lord and faithfully serve him. Think of all the wonderful things he has done for you." Who else can you and your family serve if it's not God? If you cannot serve God, it means you are serving Satan. You can serve God by taking care of the widows, orphans, poor, strangers, and servants of God. You can also serve him by supporting the ministry or using your gift in transforming people's lives, such as singing or teaching God's word. If you are not willing to serve God, please do not serve him. If you serve him out of compulsion, you will not do it with gladness. God will make you serve your enemies in hunger, thirst, and nakedness. The word of God says in Deuteronomy 28:47 to 48, if you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and enthusiasm for the abundant benefits you have received, you will serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you. You will be left hungry, thirsty and naked and lacking in everything. The Lord will put an iron yoke on your neck, oppressing you harshly until he has destroyed you. There are benefits when you serve God willingly, cheerfully, faithfully and sincerely. The first one is God will honor you. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. That is found in John 12:26. Number 2, God will protect you. For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. That is found in Psalms 27:5. Number 3 you'll be made great in physical and spiritual blessings. The greatest among you will be your servant. That is found in Matthew 23:11. When you serve others, you'll also be served. The word of God says in Proverbs 11:25, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. 
And number five, you will inherit the kingdom of God. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. That is found in Colossians 3.23-24. Serving God raises your spiritual level and strengthens your spiritual body. I hope you enjoyed this part of my book. If you found it helpful, please send me a message and let me know. In our next episode, we shall look at giving as another practice also that strengthens your spiritual body. Thank you for listening and God bless you.